At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Before you drift off into one of our meditations or dive into a podcast interview, I would like to share with you one of the new opportunities for our listeners at The Mindful Movement. This is Sarah Raymond, and I'm so excited to announce the expansion of our coaching services to include two of my good friends and excellent coaches, Nikki Dyer and Laura Cannon. Both Nikki and Laura provide their own unique skill sets, allowing us to meet the needs of our growing audience. If you want to learn more, just follow the coaching link in the show notes. As always, we are grateful for your support and look forward to working with you. Hello, I'm Les Raymond with The Mindful Movement. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of the podcast. Know your trigger. Many of my mindful tips over the years have come from stressful events in my life. I meditate on the topic for a few days or weeks, and then I chat about the lessons they brought me. Today's talk is a bit different, as this stems from an experience that happened last night. I was going to release my next guest podcast today, but it will come out next week instead, as I wanted to get this out as it was fresh in my mind and, and somewhat consuming. I normally would have waited and, and, and thought on it for a bit before shaping words to my experience, but sometimes, I don't know, the plant medicines have their own game plan, I guess. Uh, we were at the dinner table, my family. So this is my wife, Sarah, that you all, I'm sure, know, my kids, and my in-laws, Sarah's parents, and we all live together six of us and two dogs and now eight chickens and uh, my father-in-law is at the table who I love he, he's been a father figure for me and it it's his house technically and now it doesn't take a village to like run a house but it's a big house and it definitely requires a cohesive effort to run a household smoothly like everybody chips in otherwise it doesn't work and and this is a man who I disagree with about many things and also agree with many things too with different approaches to some of the aspects of life that I consider like most important to me. Now for some context, I'm very passionate about like health related things. Some would say that I I have issues about health maybe. You're you're listening to someone who is like on the eternal hunt for a better way of living. You know, always a step forward, like shaping a lifestyle, shaping a way of being, shaping my well-being. And within that, there's a willingness to try a lot of stuff and do a lot of things. So this is like just some context here. You're listening to someone who's very open to take upwards of maybe 50 supplements a day. I mean, inject nutritional IVs, spend... Uh, you know, over probably 500 hours a year learning things about health, willing to inject ozone in my veins and my ears and my nose and even my rectum, willing to carry out regular coffee enemas, red light therapy, pulsed electromagnetic field therapies, infrared saunas, receive 
regular self-care therapies such as acupuncture or shiatsu or massage or do self-lymphatic massages regularly, inject peptide therapies, uh, exercise daily, of course, foam roll, myofascial release. I make time for slow walks in the forest, barefoot, cut out probably 30 minutes a day to do weird breath shit, sit on cushions and just wait for meditation to take place. I actively seek out alone time just to practice being still. I take regular baths. I seek out the cleanest food sources I can find, spend time preparing that food and making time to eat it in a relaxed fashion with my family and those that are closest to me. And of course, I'm willing to spend, actually, I'm willing to invest the money that all those activities require. There's some insight to the level of my crazy. So at dinner, a de- I guess a bit of a debate comes up. And at the heart of the debate is like a threat to my ability to care for the health of myself and my family. So in my mind, it's not a small thing when you consider the context of how much my life is devoted to exploring well-being related things. Learning every day, practicing them every day, and teaching them every day. So a threat to that ability is really like a limbic brain trigger. Now, a few years back, with less practice under my belt, the top would have blown off my head, and all the things I want to say would have spewed out of my mouth. Anything that comes to the top of my mind would have come out somewhat recklessly, and I'm sure would have hurt those around me, and thus in turn hurting myself as we are all connected. And today was different. I was able to like watch it. I was able to watch my experience. I was able to watch up like watch a a trigger happen. And I'm talking about a serious trigger, at least like 7 out of 10, maybe 8 out of 10 on the trigger scale. Now, if you heard what it was over specifically, which was like having something done to the house to make the house healthier for its inhabitants, for most folks they would think it's just not that big of a deal. But in the context of what's important to me, it's a super big deal. And to the other party in the conversation, it's just not that big of a deal. It's just not a shared value. Now, I have a history with this person. We've lived together probably more than half of my adult life. So I could see myself come up with all the things I wanted to scream in his face. And it was interesting. Like, it was really interesting to me. It was all the things that I had ever been triggered by along the lines of this topic in relation to this person going back for years. And I thought, well, would you look at that? Look at me. I'm holding all of that shit. Holy shit. I'm walking around with all of that. Pointing fingers in my head and blaming and resenting. Walking around with resentment and not even knowing it. And without the practice, the meditation practice and the wisdom of the plants and all the work I do, I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't notice, I think. 
but because of the practice, I could see it taking shape, like being created in the moment by my mind, like watching the heart rate go up and noticing the level of intention required just to maintain a steady breath and how much work it took or like watching the voracious pulse in my wrist and my neck. My blood had an appetite for destruction. I could step back and watch it all. And it was beautiful. I thought. I mean, the fact that I was able to watch it. And for the next half hour, my focus was to come back down. So I leaned on my practice. I relied on my anchor. I resorted to my go-to strategies. I removed myself from the toxic environment, not rudely, but clearly like more abruptly than typical for mealtime. And then I went outside barefoot and walked into the forest and began to settle down. I walked up to my favorite tree. I think at one point I even looked up at the tree and asked for strength, like to borrow some of its strength to get through this peacefully for myself and my loved ones. That uh, provides some insight to like my inner hippie. I mean, I, I love trees and maybe you just received a little more insight into how my mind works. Uh, but I held my tongue, which is hard for me. Like I don't have the best history with that. But more importantly, I was able to watch my tongue and learn that I'm walking around with a bunch of unnecessary shit. I resent this person that I love, and that's okay, but I don't want to carry it around forever, so I resorted to letting that go. And I'll continue to work on that for a while. It probably will not be an overnight event, but like more of a process. But I'm sure I can make progress as I know that this strategy works. I've used them before when I find myself pissed about things in my life situation or pissed at myself for something I've done. I'm sure I have a lot more in there to let go of that I'm just not aware of yet. But tonight was interesting. It came up rather unexpectedly and I felt like sharing. I wanted to get it down on paper. I wanted to record it before I forgot it or at least forgot like how powerful it felt at the time how meaningful it felt at the time and not so much like the experience itself but like the lesson my ability to learn a lesson about myself in that moment of trigger when it was so easy to say like you know you always do this or you always feel this way you 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 whatever like i was able to just watch what i was go what was going on in my body and say look at what is going on in your body right now, man. Like, look how upset you are. What are you gonna do with all that upset? Are you gonna let it boil over? So I'm letting it go. It's not boiling over. Now, a few years back, with like a few years less practice under my belt, I'm willing to bet 99% chance it would have boiled over and I would have started slinging shit. Things would have been said that can't be unsaid. So I sit here, I guess rather grateful for yet another lesson brought to me at exactly the time it was meant to be brought to me. I thought I'd share with that I, I thought I'd share that with you today. It's a it's an opportunity to pay closer attention to what triggers us and and practice watching and what happens to the trigger when you start watching it. Like you can make up all kinds of stories of why you're upset and you know that it happened 
to you, but the upset is all in response to the experience. So all the, the blames are just excuses. They're subtle ways to say, I didn't do it. It happened to me. It's not my responsibility. If you're upset, that's the part you have control over. You don't have to, like, you don't have control over the, the shit that arises, but you have control over the response. It could be seconds, minutes, or apparently you could walk around for years carrying it unknowingly. And if you think you could walk around for years carrying resentment for a loved one and it not negatively affect you, I, I would make the claim that, that that's naive. The body keeps a score. It, it takes a bit of attention to let that go if you don't want it to affect you. You can't like outthink that effect. You can't just decide it's not going to affect you. You, ha you have to let it rise, acknowledge it, maybe even kiss it, and then work through it. And maybe say thank you, and then move forward. I hope, I hope you found this useful. The lesson was quite useful for me. And I'm grateful that you tuned in to listen. And I hope you have a terrific day. Be well.